welcome, welcome to another episode of the Bad Side Podcast. I am your host, Rob Badgett, and I am still delighted and excited that you have decided to be with me on this journey. We are nearing the end of season one. And let me just say, season one was definitely like the pilot season. Um of this journey, this, this process, this experience. And I think this season was a lot of me just trying to get a lot of the story out. And uh, next season, we're going to be beefing things up just a little bit more. We have so many different exciting surprises for you. Um, Don't want to let them out of the bag, but you will see, you will see, but I could not um, miss this opportunity to kind of unpack a little bit about this past week weekend which was father's day this father's day landed a little different for me as i am now a father of three children um but as always i remember the days when it was just me and one of the reasons why i remember it is because my daughter put it in a card this year yes we had um they gave me uh, some gifts in a card and in the card uh both my daughter and my son um oldest wrote something in it and my daughter said she says dad you are the best you did this for a long time by yourself and man i'll say you never really know what's going to come out of the mouths of your children so when it does it's like wow i didn't know that you know you you uh you caught that or you um or that that impacted you and i i think Let me just say this, and this is a message definitely for fathers, but also to parents, that my role and responsibility as a dad did not change when my zip code changed. I'll say that again. My role as a dad did not change when my zip code changed now as you may have heard uh hopefully you've heard at this point um you know i was the one who moved out after the relationship well when the relationship started to come towards an end and i had to find a new apartment and in the new apartment you had to pull it all together by yourself and you know get your life together and that's not easy doing that with children (laughs) and one of the first things i had to do man i had to get a little bit of furniture that i can get and we went a little while without furniture and i would make you know we would make little uh tents and different things like that and i would tell them that we were playing clubhouses and uh having forts forts and that was real Fortnite. we had Fortnite in the living room and we camp out in the living room and they loved it they loved it they were little And they really enjoyed it. But I'll never forget the first Father's Day that I had with them as a now, as a then single dad. And we had a blast. I cooked out with the two of them um, in my backyard and we just hung out. And there's some pictures that I saved from that experience that I will never forget. Uh, my daughter, she's just got, she has a hairstyle that says single dad did her hair. And my son's got a little lineup and they're just smiling. And that reminded me of children just need you to not give up. They don't need you to be perfect. They don't need you to have all the answers. They just need you to say, Hey, 
daddy's going to figure it out and I'm not going to leave you. And I know that can be hard um, when you're going through separation and you're going through moments where, you know, you have to split the weekends or split the weekdays. And it's not the best situation. It doesn't always feel good. But I had to make a decision that I was not going to abandon my post. They had nothing to do with with what was happening with me and their mom. So I was not going to just say, you know what? Mm, you know, I'll just leave that on her. Let me give her some money. And she carries a lot of the load. What do you need? Just keep me posted. And if I got to pick up, I'll pick up. If I got to drop off, I'll drop off. I was not going to be the second wing, uh, third string quarterback. I wasn't going to do that because I am their father. And I know that a lot of times um, in our society, you, you see a lot of situations where the woman ends up carrying a lot of the load and the guy, he's some, you know, he's nowhere to be found. But we can't complain about the outcomes when we're not putting in the work. Now, uh, we also have to be able to humble ourselves and say, you know what? There are some things that I can't do. I may need a little help here. One of the greatest things that I've learned about fatherhood is that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't. But don't become a stumbling block in the road or the way of your child. You can, rather than become a stumbling block, you can be a stepping stone. Someone who gives them an extra boost, an extra leap in order to help them to get to where they need to be. But in order to do that, you got to have a level of maturity that just radiates beyond your feelings, beyond how you feel about your ex. They have to become a priority for you. And you cannot lead with excuses about, oh, my mother, their mother won't let me do this, or their mother won't let me do that. Listen, I am all for fighting the legal battle when it's necessary. But I can tell you this. In most states, the the courts are going to look at the track record of consistency. And let's just say you got a raw deal. Do you know, at the end of it all, your children will know that you have made an attempt. I don't care if you got to write letters. I don't care if you got to send text messages. I don't care if you have to show up uh, early in the morning to stand outside their bus stop to uh, see them off to school. Whatever you need to do, do it. Do it. I used to set an automatic message on, um, on my phone that it would send out a good morning message to all of my children. So I'd set it at night and you had a timer on it and it would send it to them in the morning. Hey kids, make sure you have a good day. Daddy loves you. I'm praying for you, blah, 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 blah. And it would go to their cell phones. It would go to their cell phones. Uh, There were times when, you know, uh, me and my ex were getting along and I would be over there for bath times. Help. You know, this was in the early stages, obviously, before she ended up in another relationship and, you know, begin to move on with that chapter of her life. But I was there for bath times until my kids went to bed. But even after that, when I was no longer in her home, my presence was still felt in their life. I would call, hey, I'm just calling to say goodnight with you guys. I'm just calling to pray with you guys. Whatever. 
because your physical presence might leave out of the home, but that does not mean that your emotional, mental, and spiritual presence has to depart with you. And you have to put in the work in order to see the flower to grow. Now, I was also a product of divorce. My parents divorced at a, a, a young age, and then um, you know we blended families, and that was kind of a challenge as well. And I remember going to therapy years ago and my therapist, um, she had asked me, she was like, you know, do you think you have issues or challenges with your biological father because he and your mom um, didn't work out? Or do you think that you felt like he wasn't always available to you? And I was like, I feel like he wasn't always available. And that spoke volumes to the reality of we can say, oh, well, divorce did this and divorce did that. But when children see that there is a constant in their life, you're building up a stockpile of memories that they can deposit. Does that mean that everything's going to be perfect? No. Does that mean it's going to come without trials, challenges, or tribulations? No. But it does mean that you have made real deposits into their bodies, into their minds, into their hearts. And now you have a stockpile of data to say, no, I was here for that. No, I didn't miss that. No, I was there too. And yes, if you're not in the home, you may have to work a little bit harder depending on who may be the primary custodial parent. Right. Yes, you, you may have to. But what does it cost you to put in that work? What are you missing out on if you say, no, nah, I'm not going to bed now. I'm going to just go to bed a little later uh, after I go check in with them or after we met up at McDonald's or wherever the meat spot was. What does it cost you? And you have to really count the costs because our children are not suffering or struggling in their development process because, you know, the parents are just, you know, present and, you know, making mistakes. No, it's the level of those mistakes, but it's also the things that you're depositing or not depositing when you're present. I remember this movie, um, I Am Sam. It was with... Um, Sean Penn, who plays a special needs man, and he's trying to get custody of his daughter. And the courts are not ruling in favor of that. Um, you know, he has to go through this whole battle. But what you saw was a man who desired to be in the life of his child. Right. Same thing with my man, Forrest Gump. He ends up raising his son at the end of the movie, finds out he has a son. And listen, he sat and waited all day for his son uh, to get out of school. Was he the smartest man in the world? No, he was not. Did his child know that he wasn't the smartest man in the world? Most likely he did. But you're not getting graded on how smart you are. You are getting graded on how willing and available you are to your child. I say all of that to say that fathers are necessary. Your role as a parent is valuable. Uh, I've gone through all those stages and phases that many of you may be going through now. I've gone through the custody battle. I've gone through the, the child support. I've gone through the separation. I've gone through the battle. I've gone through all of it. But the one thing that is intact is my relationship with my children. And I've had to make some major sacrifices in 
that route. I've taken pay cuts. I've driven Lyft. I've driven DoorDash. I have worked as a substitute teacher just to be closer to my child. I volunteered for PTA. I've made it to football games, basketball games, gotten YMCA memberships just so we all could just go swim for the day. I've done walks so that we could bond together. Walks uh, meaning like breast cancer walks and domestic violence walks just to have little bonding moments and plant seeds. We've gone on field trips. We've gone camping we have prayed together uh traveled together and i did these things at the time as a single dad so now as a uh, man who's now had another child the rhythm has already been set she's going to be okay why because my posture and my position has not changed I know that this is my my duty and fatherhood. Yes, there are there's so much that you will be doing and you're not going to get a round of applause for it, but you will get some success, successful results, some successful results that you listen, they're second to none. And I want to encourage you and challenge you and push you to do better if you can do better. Does that mean you got to be perfect again? No, it does not. But you can do the work. There are several people in my life who I know, you know, they played a major role in areas where my biological father may have struggled or my stepfather may have uh, missed a mark. And, you know, big props to them for doing what they could do. Right. I do think that both of them did struggle in the present part. And there was a lot of different excuses that they made. I'm just being honest at the time, um, what they could do, what they didn't do. Listen, excuses are are useless to a seven year old. They don't want to hear that. They don't. Yeah. Daddy had to work again. Uh, You know, all that. That's good, man. But I'm telling you, I am telling you, it's going to come back. I understand we as men, we have roles and responsibilities. I get it. I get it. But sometimes we got to look at uh, the sacrifices that we may need to make and what it's costing us. But thank God that he sent other individuals along the way. My brother, my older brother was a, uh, a very incremental person that I believe uh, played a major role in my development and who I am today. I've had several different spiritual fathers come along the way. Big shout out to them. My man Haywood, uh, who is, you know, always still a blessing, still teaching me. His name is Robert Haywood, still teaching me daily about, you know, uh, how to excel even as a 42 year old man, still, still doing that. Um, so you have to be open to it. There are brothers who may come along your way who have insight that you can learn from me and my homies, my boys, my brothers. We had to really stand, stand close to the fire pit together and rub together a lot of our different ideas. I had some friends over um, the other day and we were just talking about just different gaps and years in our friendships. And one thing that uh, one of my brothers said, he's like, damn, he's like, yo, man, a lot of stuff we just didn't know. We were young 
trying to raise our families and there's things that we had to learn on the go. <laughs> and we were learning a lot of these different things together. This is very true. So embrace your brothers who may also be fathers, who you can open up and be vulnerable with. Every man needs three people in his life. He needs fathers who can, he needs a father who can pour into him. He needs brothers who he can confide in and be vulnerable with. And he needs vulnerable with, and he needs sons that he can now plant legacy in. So that's fathers who he can seek wisdom and guidance and have them pour into him. He needs brothers that he can just be naked and vulnerable with and just chop it up and have fun. You don't do all of that. Um, There's some levels of, of camaraderie that are just going to come from a brother. And then there's sons or daughters to pass on the legacy to, right? You got to as so it's it's a cistern. It just keeps going, just keeps going, just keeps going, just keeps going. Um, and those people will come along, you know, pray and ask for them. If you're a single mom who's raising a child who does not have a active father in his life or in her life, pray that God will provide the right resources and the right man for you. It doesn't even have to be one that you are end up romantically involved in. It could just be an older brother, an older uh, gentleman who can really offer wisdom, knowledge, um, and help the development of that young person. Uh, the fathering role, it doesn't stop. And at different levels, we need different things. So, you know, just pray that God sends you the right person uh, to help your child development. And this is key. Harden not your heart. Don't harden your heart. Because once you do and you start to let that stuff build up, it becomes very, very hard for somebody else or somebody new to come in. I'm saying it for you as the parent, don't harden your heart because maybe your parent wasn't there for you and you're still holding on to it. So now you've transferred that on to your child. And so you won't let anybody close to them either. And so what do they do? They harden their heart as well. Don't harden your heart. Ask God to soften your heart up so that the right people at the right time will come in and pour into you. I have had so many mentors and people who passed along the way. I remember this guy I met. Uh, he used to see me uh, as a young dad and he would just we saw him at McDonald's. And he would just talk to us. You know, he would come and talk to me and blah, blah, blah. And I got his number. I don't remember his name, but he had a UK accent. Got his number. We started talking. And we would get together and just chat. That scenario happened to me with different men multiple times. Multiple times in my life, there has been somebody who showed up along the journey to deposit something in me. But that could only happen if my heart was open and it was not hardened, right? You cannot, or it's harder to receive when your hand is fist full locked. So open your heart up. But, uh, you know, I'm grateful that those individuals have come along my way. I'm grateful that even now uh, my relationship with my biological father, um, it's growing. You know, we have... 
we are we are very similar in a lot of different ways. Um, so I don't want to fake the funk and get you to believe like, oh, y'all just awesome. No, no, no. We have our good days and we have our bad days. Um, and but I love him. He's, he's gotten a lot older. Um, and so I'm a lot more patient. I'm a lot more compassionate and empathetic to who he is because he has his own story that, um, you know, he is telling. Right. And so it's my prayer that, you know, even as I honor him, that I'm merciful to him, that I'm gracious, that um, the love of God can shine through me and be a love on him. Same thing for my uh, stepdad. We didn't always see eye to eye. And I think I just had a lot of daddy issues growing up. So I won't even assume or 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 say that it was all his fault. I just had some daddy issues. It was hard for me to trust men. You know, I was used to men not showing up. I was used to them making promises that they didn't keep. So he probably didn't stand a chance anyways. But I'm grateful that, you know, he's still a part of my life, a part of my world and um, all that he has done, all that he does and uh, prayerfully all that he'll be able to continue to do as we grow. Because life, man, it can be short or it can be long. It's short when we are, you know, moving and living and doing the things that we should be doing. It's long when we are bitter, pain filled and you just want it to be over. But, you know, I'm grateful that I've got another opportunity and a chance to get it right. So I pray that this episode has blessed you. Happy Father's Day again, because it doesn't end. Um, to all the fathers out there, I had a great time with my family. I pray that you had one with yours as well. Until the next episode, this is Rob Badgett on the Bad Side Podcast. Peace. Bye.